This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob here, right here, Patty. We're right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. Have you noticed that, Patty? I have absolutely noticed that. That was my lovely co-host, Patty Crowley, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everyone. Oh, number one in your hearts, number three in your programs. You know her, you got to love her, Patty Crowley. And we're also joined today by the equally lovely Adam Tinsman. Adam, are you there? I'm here. Were you in The Wizard of Oz? No, sir. Okay. It's the other Tinsman. <laughs> the other Tinsman. So uh, now you're in uh, – are you a REMAX agent? Is that correct? Yes. So the topic of the day on here on the big podcast is Adam. Oh. And all the amazing questions he has about real estate. So what do you got? What do you got going, Adam? Let's hear about it. No pressure, Adam. I'm going to coach him on yeah. the air. This is live. We're working without a net. There used to be a girl named Annette here, but that's different. Remember Annette Funicello? I do remember and her. Cubby. Beach remember Cubby? Or something like that. <laughs> right? right? Oh, no, she was a mouseketeer. Yeah, remember she, Cubby? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is old people jokes, Adam. You don't need to worry about it. No, yeah, I'm not there yet, Bob. All right. So what are you wondering about to make your life easier in real estate? And you're a brand new fearless agent coaching student. Yeah, brand new fearless agent. I've only been in the business for a couple of months in general. Oh my we'll God, we need to panic immediately. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I've been going through all the training. Um, obviously, there's a lot of it, but my question is, you can help me understand um, the, the question. I think that you know, if if you knew by saving tens of thousands of dollars um, that you'd list right now or wait, you know the question, right? Well, that's not yeah, it. But, so let's make sure we get that right. It's not yeah. saving. We never talk about saving money. Bad agents okay. who discount their commission talk about saving money. So the the rule number one is uh, the opportunity to gain is much less motivational than the fear of losing. So fear of loss is the motivator. So if you want somebody to want something – in sales, you talk features and benefits. If you want them to sign the contract tonight, you show them what they'll lose if they don't. So that's a that's a principle of sales. I didn't invent that. It's just true. There was a uh, a study done. I can't remember what it was about. Uh, they ran two ads, and one of them says, "You will save X amount of money on your." electricity bills if you do X. And then they run another ad and said, if you don't do X, you will lose on average X amount of dollars per year. The ad that got a ton of calls was the one that said you're going to lose money. But it was the same amount of money either way. Uh, There's also another famous book called Which Ad Pulled Best? There's two great books on advertising. One is Ogilvy on Advertising. And another one called Which Ad Pulled Best? And uh, 
they had a it was a life insurance ad and one of them one of them says uh you know if you buy this life insurance you know, they get pictures of you um taking vacations on the beach and and stuff like that and if you don't you won't and the other one was if he dies you're going to you know lose all your money and stuff like that so the obviously the fear of loss one is the one that always works so um Always keep that in mind when you're talking. So if you want people to want something, talk features and benefits. If you want them to act and act now, show them what they'll lose if they don't. So when you're saying to somebody who's thinking about waiting to put their house on the market, which is what you're talking about, correct? Correct. So you're on a cold call and they say, yeah, I'm thinking about selling my house. And you say, where are you moving to? And you do all that. And then you go to uh, when and they go, oh, it's not going to be for like eight months. Now, if it's two years, you're not going to do this. But if if they say, oh, it's not going to be for like eight months, then if you're a fearless agent, you'd say, uh, let me ask you about that. If you knew absolutely for certain that you'd be losing tens of thousands of dollars, by the way, there are very few guarantees in life, but that is one of them. You know, if you were to wait eight months, the the chances of you losing tens of thousands of dollars in certain price ranges anyway would be very likely. So if you knew that you would be losing tens of thousands of dollars by waiting, would you have to wait? And and then they would say, uh, how in the world would I lose tens of thousands of dollars by waiting? Only eight months. And because you're a fearless agent, you always get your question answered. You say, well, it wouldn't matter if you have to wait. Do you have to wait? And they go, no. I wouldn't have to wait. So with that in mind, to avoid losing tens of thousands of dollars by waiting for no good reason, when is the soonest you could imagine moving your plans up? And I'm talking about moving day. And you kind of have to have this attitude like it's not about me getting a commission tomorrow. I don't care. I'm going to be around for you whenever. You know, it's 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 about you losing money. So uh, it'd be like uh, – 9-11 would be a perfect example of that. In uh, airports uh, prior to 9-11, you would hear realtors explaining that, um, you know, when's the best time of the year to sell? And and realtors would be going, nah, you know, if you wait until the spring, you know, you'd be better off. That's probably the best time of year to sell. And then one day later on September 11th, you could have hit, heard a pin drop in the real estate industry and people lost a fortune. Now, if you had put your house in the market in the summer prior to, got closed, got moved to where you wanted to go, you wouldn't have lost a bunch of money. You know, So doing it now is always smarter. There's very few instances where I can think waiting would ever help somebody out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, is that something – I mean, if you book the appointment – No, I'm not talking about that on the phone. And I'm also right, not right. talking about that in person. I'm just telling you that. That's for realtors. Right. You can yep, wait. You. Waiting hurts you because the interest rates could go up 1%. So let's say you're going to finance 200 grand. So everybody write down 200K, as I like to call it, Patty. Did you see how I did that I with did. the K? Because I, I, I can't be writing all these numbers all day, all these zeros. It takes forever. It's just too much work for Way you. Way too much work. We don't like I'm math. Lazy. Lazyagent.com, is that taken? We should check I on think, that. Yeah. Okay. So 200K financed, let's say the interest rates goes up only 1%. 
How much is one? <laughs> Watch how Pat badly Patty does on the math questions on the air. What don't, is one percent? Yeah. What is one <laughs> percent of two hundred thousand? Right, that's is right. Twenty thousand. No, two thousand. Oh, I knew it was two thousand. Okay. <laughs> Nice save. I wrote Not down so 2,000 and said <laughs> It's 2,000. He, okay. he promised no math for now, me. Now, Patty, I know that was a lie because I like to humiliate people on the air. He loves it. So. Adam's turn is next, so don't worry. So $2,000 if the interest rates only go up 1%, right, Adam? Mm-hmm. Now, yep. how long are you guys planning on living in that next house? Now, will they always say, oh, we're going to live there forever, right? And you say, well... Let's say it's only 10 years. That's 20000 Now we're up to twenty, Patty, to make you happy. Mm-hmm. That's $20,000 lost just because you wanted to wait three months for no good reason. And I don't know if you've noticed this, folks, but when the interest rates go down, they don't go down very fast. But when they go up, they go up fast. Now, most of you have not been alive long enough to remember, like I do, when the interest rates were 21%. Mortgage rates were 21% and they went down, but they have gone up fast and down slow, and that's the way that goes. But they're always going up and down. So uh, anyway, that's the way it works. Okay. So you book book the appointment. So you're not explaining this over the phone. You try to get. You're not explaining anything over the phone. All you're asking them is if you knew for certain that by waiting only eight Mm -hmm. months, you would be losing tens of thousands of dollars. Would you have to wait? Gotcha. Why would we lose? Well, it doesn't matter if you have to wait. Do you have to wait? Yeah, we have to wait. Oh, okay. Well, when should I call you back? So if they have to wait, you'd say, when should I check back with you? If they say, well, no, we wouldn't have to wait if we were going to lose a bunch of money, which is common. They, they say that. And I'd say, okay, well, with that – now, most untrained agents would immediately say, oh, let's get together. Let's meet right away. But if you're a fearless agent, a stealthy, very trained shark in the murky water, right? They don't see you coming. You'd say, well, to avoid losing the tens of thousands of dollars, when's the soonest you would – imagine realistically moving day ever being. And if it's two months, you know, that's you want to meet. And if it's three, maybe kind of beyond that, I think you'd say, well, when should I check back with you? Okay. All right. Let's say it's two months. You book the appointment. Is this something they're even going to, are they like dying to know why? Or is this sort of. No, everybody's different. Well, if they're dying to know, no, they're really not dying to know why. That has been my experience. They say, how in the world would I ever lose tens of thousands of dollars by waiting? And the fearless agent answer to that is, it wouldn't matter if you have to wait. Do you have to wait? And they say, yes, we have to wait because the kid's in school or whatever. And you say, okay, when should I check back with you? Okay, so that's the big one. It's kind of rule out time frames and follow up. And Okay. That's, that's probably the biggest mistake agents make is pontificating on all things unrelated to the sale. You know, trying to look smart by explaining stuff that you don't need to, uh, you know, write write down this word. My friend Dewey taught me this. You know Dewey? I do uh, know, you know Dewey. Dewey. We love Dewey, don't we? 
Dewey's dandy. Yeah, so write down W-A-I-T. What does that stand for, Patty? Why am I talking? That's right. Why am I talking? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's like the old days when, you know, I had the right to remain silent. Mm -hmm. I should have. It stands for something (laughs) else, too. What's the other one? Why am I talking? I I don't know. There's some dirty ones I can think (laughs) of real quick. I'm not going to do that on the air. I'm not going to do that now. That's later on the way home, Patty. Come on. (laughs) Okay. So what other questions do you have, Adam? While I drink coffee. Folgers, this episode brought to you by Folgers. You can talk, Adam, while he's drinking. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, Patty will talk to you while I'm drinking. Yeah, go ahead and ask. (laughs) Um, So I was, uh, I think I was looking at the, um, I think yesterday, the the coaching call I was listening to, and there was about commission, and you drew like four little houses and put a number in each one to represent the percentage of commission. Did I I get that right? We were doing how to protect your commission. Yep. So, um uh, what, now, one of the things uh, – I'm glad you brought that up. People always say I do complimentary coaching calls for any of you uh, out there in radio land, podcast land. If any of the stuff we talk about on this podcast makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, you just call me. Adam, you called me and we did a little uh, – coaching call together and then you signed up, right? Isn't that how that happened? Right. So yep, exactly how Yeah, one thing I don't do is sell you on coaching because uh there's only one of me. I don't pawn people off onto some lower functionary. Uh so I do all the coaching myself. So I do want to make sure it's a good fit for you. Uh because of that we have a hundred percent raving fans and I want to keep it that way. Because who needs complainers, right, Pan? No, we don't want not. that. You've got so, me, so you I've got enough complaining on the way home. I'll let, let me tell you, it's going to be plenty. So, um, the the idea is, uh, you want to. People always say on these complimentary coaching calls, "How do you sell them on seven percent?" Okay, well, you don't. What you do is you assume that they are meeting with other agents. Even if, and by the way, I, I would bet 50% of the time when I listed somebody's house, they did meet with other agents, they interviewed other agents, and I never found out about it. Sometimes I found out about it from the other agent they interviewed. Sometimes they said after we closed escrow, they said, you know, we, uh, we talked to some other agents, you know, and, they, they, I, and I don't bring it up. If they don't bring it up, that would be crazy. But um, so the... the what what happened was I'm going in and I'm doing the fearless agent listing presentation and then I'm going to do the fearless agent pricing presentation and then I'm going to not skip any steps at the end of the four questions at the beginning. They're sold on me. And so I look so much more professional than the other agents they talk to and at the end they're going, oh my gosh, this is the guy. We would never even dream of using those other agents. And then at the very end they find out for the first time ever that I just happened to charge 7%. And every once in a while, I mean very rarely, somebody would say, "Uh, you know, Bob, we talked to a couple of other agents and they both – charged 5%. Now, in my market, kind of everybody charged 5 And I'd say, well, 
uh, let me tell you something we both know. If you wanted to do business with those agents, I wouldn't be here tonight, would I? And they go, uh, yeah, that's right. I go, okay, do you have any other questions? So they'd say no, and I'd just sign them up, you know. Every once in a while, somebody would say, we will pay you six, but I'm not going to pay you seven. That was so rare. I mean, it would be like one out of a hundred times maybe. Mm. And I would say, well, here's how that's going to work. I'm going to walk out your front door right now with your tens of thousands of extra dollars, and you will never see that money again. And if you want it back, you can call me, and I will come back. And thank you very much for having me. And I'd start packing up and walking out. And all of a sudden, usually the wife would turn to her husband and say, uh, no, he's not going anywhere. He's the guy. We're doing this. And they would just buckle. Or I would walk out the door. Very rarely would they ever call me back. Um, but the thing to remember is when I walk out that front door with their tens of thousands of dollars, yes, they're losing tens of thousands of dollars. I am not losing any money. Because they were going to pay me a commission, that's true, but I was going to have to do a bunch of work in order to get that commission. Well, all that work took a lot of time. I estimated that it took me about 24 hours of actual work after I had taken the listing. Or no, that included the prospecting time and the – but anyway, it's a lot of hours. So, you know, presenting the offers and everything. So I get all that time back to go call and find somebody else who will pay me seven. So I haven't lost any money. I'm booking five listing appointments a week either way, so it wouldn't matter. Does that make sense? Adam, is he still alive? Adam, hello? I am. Oh, there he is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So then, uh, now I forgot what question he asked. Yeah, so, no, actually led right up to, um, I think at one point, you you drew little houses and and you put them. Oh, that's right. Right? So when they picked... So they pick the lowest one. Yeah, so everybody everybody draws stick figure houses. Put one in the middle and then put one in each corner of the page. Okay. Patty, are you doing this too? I am doing it everybody too. Everybody should draw their little My stick figure houses. My house look better than yours though. Now in the middle, you write seven. In the upper left-hand corner, you write four. In the lower right-hand corner, you write uh, five. In the lower right-hand corner, you write six, and then six in the other one. So, I, I sorry, instead of the four, write write six. So you got three sixes, a seven, and one five. So whatever they said they would pay you, you you put one house at that price, and all the others are are uh, different. So you say, uh, or you could have all sevens and one six. You know that would be a way to do that too. So, so they say, uh, you say, you know, we weren't, we don't want to pay you six. We're not going to pay you seven. We're going to pay you six. You say, well, if you, if you knew for certain that if you didn't pay me seven, your house wouldn't even sell, would you pay me seven? Well, yeah, but I don't think that. Well, let me show you something I think might make a difference. Okay, so please write that down. Let me show you something that I think might make a difference. It's a good little transition in sales to get to the thing. Then you draw the stick for your houses. You have, you know, seven, 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 and then six. So you say, uh, let's play real estate. Let's pretend 
you just got your license right now and you're a brand new agent and you're feeding your family with the money and here's the houses you have to show, okay? Which of these houses would you definitely not show first? They go, well, the, the six. Say, yeah, you've been in business for 10 seconds and already you wouldn't even sell your own house. So let's do this. I don't mind, right? Let's find a way. So, so what Floyd, my, my mentor, taught me is, you know, why don't we just raise the price by 1% and make you, have you make me work that much harder? You know, I'm not a fan of that. That's not how fearless agents are taught. But I just want you to know the objection handling parts. But I don't want you to ever handle objections, honestly. I want you to not get them in the first place. But I, I never got them. You think you're going to be getting commission objections. I think you're never going to get them. There's a guy that I interviewed on this podcast, Ryan, and he had uh, uh, said to me one time, uh, you know, he, was, he did, I think, 16 transactions the year before. How many transactions have you done so far? Any, Ab? Two. Okay. So what was the average sale? What was the sales prices of those two? Uh, it was one fifty. Was okay. one. So if you take a hundred and and if I bought a fifteen hundred square foot three bedroom two bath nineteen sixties house in Grand Rapids on the good side of town, would it cost me one fifty or more? Close, closer to two. Okay, so two hundred is going to be your average sales price then. Yeah. Okay. So if I take two hundred times four percent, that's eight thousand dollars. Okay. So if I take 200 times 3%, that's $6,000, all right? So it's it's $2,000 difference on your paycheck, correct? Mm-hmm. So if I take $2,000 and I figure out what percent is that of $6,000, it's 33%. So you have a 33% increase in your paycheck when you charge seven instead of six and you keep four instead of three. So the difference is not 1%, it's 33%. Mm-hmm. Now, the first 3% that you charge that got you the 6000 I don't know if you know this or not, but 50% of that goes towards expenses, write-offs, all that kind of stuff. The additional 1%, that next $2,000, doesn't have any expenses attached to it. That's free money. So it's as if you're making 50% more on each paycheck. So it's a very big deal. So Ryan, I explained that to him at great length. He goes, oh, no, you don't understand my market. There's no way I can get 7% in this market. I said, well, I live in your market. I think I do understand it. I did it in your market. I coach other agents in your market that do it. And he just wasn't having it. So I said, look, I'm going to give you a challenge. So I'm going to give you this challenge, Adam. He'll be back in a future episode to let us know how it did. Hang on to your seat, folks. So stay tuned for Adam's results. So <laughs> on the next listing appointment you go on, I want you to charge seven, okay? And have you ever charged seven before? Yeah, on a home that was Yeah. Yeah. I did okay. one. So so the if they say this is the challenge I gave Ryan, I said if he said he has this lady, I said if she says I will pay you six, but I will not pay you seven. If she says those exact words, then you have to walk. And he said, okay, 
you know, you'll take the challenge. So a whole year goes by. I'm coaching him. We talk all the time, and I never asked him about it. And then he called me with a little success story one day, and he said, hey, I got a little success story to tell you, but um, I, I forgot to tell you what happened on our little challenge, okay? So originally how it came about is he was doing 16 transactions a month, and he said, I want to do 60. And I said, well, how much do you charge? He said, well, I charge 6% every time. I never discount my commission. I go, well, it'd be a lot harder to do 60 than it would be to do 40. So do 40 at 7%, and you'll make more money than if you did 60 at 6%. Does that make sense? And he, he just wouldn't listen to me, you know, so I gave him the challenge. So uh, his success story, he said, I went on that listing with that lady. She didn't even blink. And I've never taken a listing at less than 7% since. And no one has ever not done business with me because of the 7%. So the quiz question is, how many listings did he take last year at 7%, Adam? That was 40. It was 162. But nice guess. This is the guy that said it couldn't be done. So the reality is... The it can't be done in my market is in his head. It did not exist in real life. That was a lie his head was telling him. And all his sellers end up with tens of thousands of extra dollars because they they did business with him instead of one of the other half-train agents in town. So, so if any okay. of you out there in radio land would like to learn more about that, you can always call me at 480-385-8810. That's my cell phone, and we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do and what we do, if it's a good fit. And uh, what would you tell folks about Fearless Agent Coaching, Adam, if they had a question about it? If they were saying, should I do it, Adam, what would you say? Yeah, so I would say, first of all, I, I've – tried a couple other programs um if he says the wrong thing we'll edit it out Penny. you know that (laughs) okay some of the youtube stuff where you're learning learning and a lot of it's nonsense call bob he answered he spent 90 minutes with me you know and that was just like a consult i hadn't paid him a dime and uh i got more out of that phone call than i did uh anything in the last three months period well thank you now we do nonsense on the air you know i forgot to do the headlines of the day you did forget. Now, you hate it when I don't do the headlines I, of the day. It's my you? favorite part of the whole <laughs> It's the only good part of the podcast. Yeah, the rest of it. So this is the headline of the day. I read that California is building two giant tunnels for, to pump water from Northern California to Southern California. Did you hear about no, that? No, I didn't hear yeah. about that. So why are there two? Because one of them is sparkling water with lime, Penny. It's California. <laughs> of course, of course. Of course it is. California, baby. <laughs> well, the governor is getting his teeth whitened mm-hmm. again. Okay. Well, how about a plug for Adam? Let's well, let's do it. Would that be okay, Adam? Would, that Fli- would be great. So, if, a shameless plug. A shameless plug. If we have listeners who are looking to, if record, we have listeners, we do not. Do you yet. think we have listeners? Well, I think we've got some. Okay. But Adam Tinsman is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and his number is six one six six one zero zero nine nine zero. And Adam, I'm sure you would take really good care of them, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's a fearless agent. A fearless agent. And that's toll-free day or night, right, Adam? Toll-free day or night. Yeah, I forgot that part. <laughs> so, Adam, what other, uh, what other questions do you have? Yeah, so um, prospecting. Love um, it. I, yep, I know certain, um, certain areas 
in, in the country in terms of how small the towns are. They only have limited numbers. I've got, I mean, our greater area is a million. Do I care about going back over the same neighborhoods or the same zip codes, or I just keep going? So here's what you do. Um, you take, first of all, whatever no- phone numbers you can find for single-family homes targeting when people suck at prospecting, it's for one of three reasons. So for those of you scoring at home, write these down. Either you are targeting the wrong people, you stink on the phone, which means you're asking the wrong questions and you're not getting your questions answered, uh, or it's not enough hours. So there are no problems prospecting that those three things won't fix. So targeting, you want to focus on single-family home areas, like if an area is all condos or industrial, obviously, or something like that, you'd avoid it. But older homes have more equity to pay you with. So in your area, I think it's – you could check, but I think any neighborhood built after the year 2000 has – it's unlikely that it has doubled in value. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Yeah. So – I would avoid neighborhoods built after 2000. The g- vast majority of the neighborhoods were built long before 2000. So, and then avoid the hood side of town. You know, go to the good side of town. If you have to wear Kevlar to collect the rent, that's the bad side of town. If you did, I ever tell you my rule of thumb, Patty, about bad neighborhoods? Um, I don't think you did. If you see a guy with his baseball hat on backwards and no shirt and Levi's riding a girl's bicycle, <laughs> you could buy crack in that area. That's <laughs> a pretty good indicator. So that's the hood side of town. I'm not talking about that area. That's what, you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> cling, cling, cling. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a stolen bike. <laughs> so the um, – uh, and then avoid – the things that never go up in value tend to be luxury, multifamily, and condos. So it's single-family homes. Middle-class America is what shoots up in value. So that kind of stuff. Luxury doesn't mean price. It means square footage. So when you start getting above 4,000 square feet, that's luxury in any price range. Okay. Now, if if you've got plenty of those to go around and you can even get through them in a year and a half, I mean, mm-hmm. interest. Yeah, so you want, you want to load those if you're using Mojo. You've got a three-line yep. dialer. So you're going to be just looping through. I called in a certain order. That Now, the when I did it, I built my own database. I didn't know Mojo existed. But I called in the order of tax ID number because that number never changes. But Mojo is in an order, and that order is never going to. So you start calling where you left off and just keep calling in, in that order. And however long it takes you to get back, it would be good if it, if it took at least six months or a year. Okay. You know, if I'm if I am uh, moving three months from today, there's no way I don't know about that today. If I am moving six months from today, it's fairly likely I would know about that today. But I could easily be moving a year from today and not know about that today because people's life changes. That's true six months too, but three months I know I'm moving. So okay. you don't want to call There's them someone... too soon. Oh, I got you. I'm not okay. talking about follow-up. No. That's different. I'm talking about just looping through the big list that you have sure. over and over again. Okay. Okay. Um, now, if someone is certain they are moving in, in 18 months because they're something that, that, that's 
really certain. Are you putting them in a CRM and, and just following up in yeah. nine months? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Any, anybody in less than two years that is 100% moving for sure, I'm going to put them. Because two years is a short time frame in real estate. But if somebody says, yeah, we're going to be moving in a couple of years, that means 10. When say okay. we might be moving, that's a no. We're probably going to be moving, that's a no. If they say, oh, yeah, we're moving, that is happening. And then you say when and say, well, for sure, within two years, you know, that's a, that's a yes. Now, it still might turn out to be three, but that's real. Okay. Now, the other thing that happens is you call somebody and they say, oh, yeah, we're going to be moving in. Uh, we're not we're never going to move. You're going to have to carry me out of here feet first. I'm never moving. Are you kidding? Why would I move? This neighborhood is fantastic. Right. The cantankerous. I'm kind of like that now. Mm, cantankerous guy. Kind of uh, and then all of a sudden their house is on the market under contract three months later. That's just God's cruel joke okay. for realtors. There's no way around that. Okay. So, Adam, did you have fun on the big podcast? I sure did. All I right. learned a lot. So thank you very much for uh, playing along. And once again, we want to thank all of you for playing along. If you can't afford coaching... Uh, by the way, I love talking to realtors, so don't think you're ever bothering me. Please don't email me or text me because those are bad sales habits. Always call me at 480-385-8810. But please go to fearlessagent.com. Uh, we have a 45-minute webinar. I would watch that. Take lots of notes. Go to the video training page. My guarantee to you is those free videos would be better coaching for free then you would pay any other coach any amount of money for. And if you ever have a question, you can always call me because we want to help you for free until you can afford our coaching. So uh, uh, once again, we want to thank you all for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.tv. Hit the subscribe button there. Go to fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly. Once again, 480-385-8810, like Adam did. And uh, if you would give us a five-star review of this podcast, you know, not the jokes, just the podcast, not the content, not the jokes. And then uh, until next week, I want all of you to have fun. What do we always do? Three things, right, Patty? We always have fun because it's easier. Be humble. You know, Adam, now he's all rock star skills. He has to stay humble. That's important. But most of all, be fearless. Bye, gang. Oh,